This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the latest Blood Red podcast with me, Matt Addison. Liverpool are playing Chelsea at Stamford Bridge this weekend, but that's not the biggest story going on at the moment, far from it. Thiago Alcantara is set to arrive from Bayern Munich, and he might even officially be a Reds player by the time you listen to this show. So to get the lowdown on the 29-year-old midfielder, I've picked up the phone to speak to Spanish football analyst Domagoy Kastansak. Domagoy, welcome back to the Blood Red channel. How are you getting on? Hi, Matt. I'm really, really happy to be here again. Uh, I'm pretty good. Some exciting news ahead of us. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty good. How are you? Yeah, very good. Obviously, we've been uh, be- very busy the-, the last couple of days and I'm sure that's going to continue, but absolutely no complaints <laughs> when uh, you're talking and writing about a player of this sort of, of quality. I mean, it, it is, it's very exciting for-, for us as well to be able to cover it. And I mean, now let's get straight down to it. I mean, obviously, we, we say he's a-, a world-class midfielder. We-, we know how brilliant Thiago Alcantara can be. How excited do you think Liverpool fans should be about this player? <laughs> I think it's pretty safe to say that you should be extremely excited. I mean, we know what kind of player he is. He's a world-class midfielder. There's not many players out there who can do what Thiago Contreras does you know, at such a high level like he does it. Uh, I'm myself ex- excited, really. I'm as a Barcelona fan. I would love to see Thiago play in the Premier League as well. Uh, I think he can do it incredibly well. And you're getting him for cheap too. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, it's it's a really cheap deal. So it's 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 awesome. <laughs> yeah, it looks uh, around twenty five to twenty seven million. I think Liverpool have sort of agreed a deal over that four years where they pay around five or six million pounds per year. So as you say, a really really smart piece of business then for Liverpool, and obviously it it opens up new opportunities for Liverpool in terms of their formation. We've seen. Thiago has played in a, a 4-2-3-1 for Bayern Munich plenty of times. And do you think that's possibly the, the best position that we might see him in in a Liverpool shirt as well? Uh, so, yeah, that, it's difficult to say which formation specifically suits him best. But, yes, we have seen Bayern playing that 4-2-3-1 formation. That's their preferred way of you know, doing things, at least over the course of the last season. Uh, and there, yes, Thiago works extremely well in a double pivot. But if Jurgen Klopp wants to, you know, continue with a 4-3-3, maybe I can see Thiago playing as a number eight in that position, so a bit higher up the pitch, not as a single pivot. Uh, so there's definitely an avenue to explore in that sense. But whichever formation he wants to use, I, I just think that Thiago will, will work extremely well. Yeah, I mean, we, we've obviously seen a 4-2-3-1 sort of formation for Liverpool in pre-season. And you know, I think that's probably quite helpful for someone like Takumi Minamino to play in that number 10 role. Or maybe even someone like Naby Keita sometimes perhaps yeah. might prefer to play in it too. I mean, do you think Thiago is going to sort of bring the best out of these other players because of the quality that he has? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, not just Minamino. Of course, he has the number 10 will benefit greatly from Thiago because Thiago is the kind of player who will connect the thirds well. You know, he will bring the attacking players into play more often. And I think it just in general, you know, the forwards, especially Salah and Mane, you know, who will run into that space and they will have an elite passer behind them. Uh, I think that they will just love Thiago. You know, they just love having him behind them. And you mentioned he can play in a couple of different positions. We heard, mm-hmm. uh, I think, a few weeks or possibly months ago that Liverpool's assistant manager, Pat Liners, was talking about how Liverpool needed to find new solutions because they needed to take the next step in their development. Obviously, you know, yeah. op- opposing teams now have seen how they play. They know that they use the fullbacks, for instance, for their creativity. Yeah. If, if Thiago is to, to come in and 
if we say, for example, his, his best position is a number six, but he can play as, as maybe an eight and even a 10 at, at times as well. I mean, yeah. is that sort of the, the solution that Liverpool have looked for, do you think? Do you think Thiago is, is that player who can take Liverpool's midfield to the next level? Uh, I would say so, yes. Um, not necessarily as a single pivot in a number six position, but more of as a number eight. I mean, that's at least how I see him at Liverpool. Uh, because he is, I mean, he's a really complete midfielder. You know, he does multiple roles in one. Uh, he can basically do whatever you want, you need him to do uh, in a certain certain system. Uh, but yes, he he will bring something that they, they don't have at the moment because you know that verticality, that create creativeness in passing and and both attacking and defensive contribution in one. So yes, this is definitely a new dimension for. For the whole team, not just the midfield, uh, but in general, yes, definitely think that he will transform that 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 system. I've seen a few people sort of before the Champions League restarted, kind of compared him a, a little bit to Felipe Coutinho, a player that obviously you will know well as a, a Barcelona fan as well. But I think the the latter stages of the the Champions League probably showed that he's a a slightly different type of player than that. I mean, would you say that the Coutinho? Uh, sort of comparisons that are not particularly accurate or, or how would you sort of see that? Uh, well, that's that's the first for me. I haven't heard anyone say that he's like a Coutinho. That's that, no, to me, not really. Uh, Coutinho is, yes, of course, they're both playmakers in a sense. So that's a connection, I guess, I can see. But Coutinho is more advanced. He's more of a number 10, if you will. You know, if he starts at the left wing, he will cut inside and position himself behind the striker. Whereas I see Thiago more as a deep line playmaker, you know, he will drop much deeper than Coutinho ever would. Uh, he will receive the ball from the defenders and then progress the play forward. Uh, so definitely not, not like Coutinho. I would say that he he's more of a uh, complete midfielder, whereas Coutinho is just attacking minded, you know, in a way. And if not Coutinho, then who would you sort of suggest that he might be like? I mean, again, I suppose an obvious comparison just with it being two Liverpool central midfielders who have played for Spain is possibly someone like Xabi Alonso. I mean, would that be more accurate or is there somebody that you think he is more comparable to? Uh, well, Xabi is a decent shout, I guess. Uh, I mean, you just have to think about, about deep-lying playmakers and uh, I think that both, both of those players kind of fit that mould. Uh, if, I had, if I had to pick someone else, I, I guess it could be Marco Verratti. So maybe the closest you could get with Thiago. They're both really mobile. They're mo- both are really complete midfielders that, that you know, kind of uh, do their bits both in attack and defense. If I had to choose someone else, I'd say that there's a bit of Modric in there as well. And if we go further back, even Pirlo maybe. <laughs> Yeah, very interesting. It's interesting as well that you sort of picked out Marco Verratti there, obviously a player who's struggled with injuries over the years. And I suppose you could say that about Thiago as well. I mean, should that be a concern at all for Liverpool? Uh, well, honestly, uh, yes. That's the only real issue with Thiago Cantara. Well, that's that's the issue that goes with the Thiago, I mean, the, uh, the Cantara brothers as well. I mean, both of them, Rafinha and Thiago are kind of made of glass, if you will. Uh, it just happens that way. I mean, they are really unlucky with injuries. And this is the only major concern that I, that I have with Thiago moving to the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, in terms of obviously the pace and the physicality, I know he's obviously moved from Spain to Germany and that is a kind of step up in that regard, I would say. I suppose it's another step up again to come to the Premier League. Do you think that's an issue at all? Do you think he'll take possibly a few weeks or, or months to adapt to playing in England? 
I mean, in general, yes. I think there will be a window of you know just adaptation for him. That's just normal. That's what happens when you switch leagues. I mean, we've heard Timo Werner talk about Bundesliga and the Premier League, how different it is. Different defenders, different. Uh, you know, it's more physical, more you know, faster. But I think that Thiago is the kind of player who just he likes to think when he plays, and that way he ensures that he's one step ahead of the opposition. And maybe that the way he can avoid the physical contact, you know, the the uh, the rough duels and all that that comes with the Premier League. So I think that he will try to outsmart his opposition more than just you know kind of outmuscle them. Yeah, we've seen in the past players like Fabinho have come into the Premier League and, and taken a few months to adapt. Do you think Thiago's experience, you know, obviously having played for two of the other biggest clubs in the world, will help him in terms of of making that move? Or, or do you think, again, it, it might take a little bit of time just to get used to what Jurgen Klopp's asking of him? I might take a bit of time, but not too long. I mean, he's a world-class player. He He's played at the highest level for so many years now. So I don't see this adaptation period as an issue for him at all. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Obviously, I mentioned that he's obviously played for Barcelona and, and then moved to Bayern Munich. I mean, what was it that made him move away from Barca? Was it purely Pep Guardiola or was there something else at play at the time? Uh, well, it is Pep to a certain extent, of course, you know, but it was just game time. You know, At Barca, he was sitting on the bench far too much over the course of the season. And I think that in 2011, he just signed a new contract. And that contract, there was a clause, you know, a release clause. That's just how things go in Spain and every contract has to have a release clause. Uh, and then the clause said that he, if he played a certain amount of games, uh, he will, you know, the clause will rise. But if he doesn't, it will drop significantly. And he was just one game short of activating that clause. And uh, in the end, he decided to move away because he was just not getting enough game time. He was just stagnating, you know. He was not getting, you know, the attention that he needed. And yes, there was Pep there who, who said that he wants him at Bayern. And we remember that quote, it's Thiago Catara or no one uh, back in the day when he, when he bought Thiago in the end. So I guess, yes, Pep to a certain extent. But then again, it was just about playing and developing for Thiago. And that wasn't happening at Barca. So he just decided to move on. And I suppose that's not really a reflection of his quality because I suppose Andres Iniesta and, and Xavi must have been in the team at that time. So I suppose it it's not to... to that he couldn't get into that Barcelona team in the years to come. It was just a almost a mentality thing that he wanted to go and, and play week in, week out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, both Xavi and Iniesta were kind of going strong. Yeah, Xavi was already in a slight decline and Thiago was kind of already dubbed as the next Xavi back then. Uh, but he wasn't getting the attention that he needed. You know, he wasn't getting the, the game time. And that for an elite player who's you know in the ascendancy, that's that's really important and he wasn't getting that and he decided to move on. Yeah, and, and Bayern Munich, obviously, the obvious choice for him with Pep Guardiola. Guardiola loved him, he loved Pep. I mean, I suppose that then would suggest that the question of why is he signing for, for Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool rather than Manchester City this summer? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, I think that every team in the world could use Thiago in some you know capacity because he would improve every single team in the world, I feel. Uh but I guess it's just the fact that Pep maybe doesn't really need him as much. I guess he has those creative type midfielders. He has, of, of course, De Bruyne and, and uh, Bernardo. Whereas Liverpool, they have different type of midfielders. And, and I think that Thiago is really a, a whole new dimension to Liverpool's midfield. And maybe that's why they push for him a bit more than Pep. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously you mentioned that he offers something different to Liverpool's midfield. Specifically, what is that compared to, you know, Jordan Henderson or, or Fabinho or players that they've got now? What is it that Thiago has um, amongst his skill set that makes him so much better than the, or certainly so much different than the other players yeah. that Jurgen Klopp already has? Uh, well, when I look at Liverpool, not just the midfield, but the team as a whole, I, th- I think they are really focused on the wide areas. You know, the fullbacks are a, really the hub of the team. They're the most creative, you know, the creative force behind them. They have the Salah and the Manes of the team. But the midfield is not exactly uh, as creative. They don't, they don't really penetrate teams through the middle of the park, I would say, in my personal opinion. So I think that putting Thiago in that team, you get that dimension you get the verticality you get the penetration and creativity from midfield specifically and he's just an elite passer i don't think that any other midfielder at liverpool has the passing range and the vision that Thiago has uh and then of course you have the the, the possession phase he can you know just stabilize play he can recycle the ball he can up the tempo when needed he can slow it down when needed he's just the uh he's a he's a one-man army in midfield <laughs> And I suppose as well, obviously, we've seen that Liverpool have certain threats in certain areas of the pitch. By adding Thiago into this midfield, I suppose it just gives opposition defenders and, and opposition teams and managers something extra to think about with Liverpool. We've seen Liverpool be at this high level for a couple of years now, but Thiago will help them step up and, and carry on with that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they have so many dangerous pieces of the jigsaw in Liverpool. That it's, it's just crazy, but... But the midfield is something that they, I mean, they have quality midfielders, but they have different jobs. I don't think that they have like a job to be a direct threat. Okay, maybe maybe Gini Vinalden has, you know, he ha- he can rush into that space up front into the box, maybe act as a second striker even. But they don't have such a presence, you know, such a creative force uh, in the middle of the park, which will definitely give them, as you said, another thing to worry about, you know, for the, for the opposition. Yeah, and Liverpool have, have been right up there with the likes of, of Real Madrid, Barcelona, Manchester City now for a couple of years, as I say. And I suppose the, the rest of Europe, and I know you're a, a Barcelona fan, must be looking at Liverpool now with this signing and thinking, you know, the, the Champions League, the Premier League, both of those tournaments are, are looking pretty hard to, to catch Liverpool in because of this signing. I mean, how do you sort of look at it from the outside looking in? Uh, I mean, looking at Liverpool, they are really a scary team. Uh, I mean, we've seen what happened last time they they, they fought, right? Uh, but but yes, definitely with Thiago in, in the squad, I, I just this is something that they needed. You know, they are they were quite they were quiet throughout the summer, and this this signing could be what they they needed to kind of uh, you know continue the dominance. I mean, they have all the all the pieces necessary. Klopp is a fantastic manager. He has a fantastic squad. And I think that this will just push them, push them even higher, you know. Yeah, and obviously Gino Wijnaldum, you mentioned him before. Mm. And we know that his future isn't necessarily decided now. He could stick around this season as well. But again, he's a, a player where speculation has persisted around him for the last few weeks now. Barcelona supposedly very interested in him. Do you think he'd be the right player for Barcelona, whether that's this summer or possibly even next summer if he doesn't sign a new contract with Liverpool? Uh, well, it's, it's a difficult thing to say. Is he the right player? I think that definitely he would add something different. Um, he's not such a dominant player on the ball. I mean, yes, he's press resistant and he does have a decent passing range, but he's more about the off the ball, you know, the movement, the attacking the box, attacking the space, making the run. 
And that's what Barcelona do lack. That, that's, that's true. And in that sense, he will give them that dimension that's missing. But at the same time, I would, I would rather take Thiago, to be, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, but yes, it's, it's interesting to see that he's such a priority target. I mean, I guess it comes with, with the new, new coach. Koeman loves uh, Wijnaldum and he's worked with him already you know, in the Netherlands. So I guess the connection is there. Uh, is he the right player? I cannot really tell you right now. Uh, will he add something? Yes, he definitely would add something, yeah. And just as a, a final question, then I suppose linked in again with Gino Wijnaldum, we've seen now that Lionel Messi is going to be staying at, at Barcelona. Obviously, that's a, a huge thing and a positive thing, but it does mean that possibly the, the transfer budget and that sort of thing might be a little bit lower. And Do you think Barcelona possibly would have to move on a couple of players if they were to get Gino Wijnaldum this summer or... Is that one that potentially is is feasible to take place? Uh, they definitely have to sell. Uh, if they want to buy anyone this summer, they have to sell players, and that's it's as simple as that. They don't have the money. They've spent far too much on the wrong players over the years, and now they're just kind of paying that price, I guess. Uh, so we'll definitely see multiple players moving on if they are to bring you know new blood in. Yeah, one of those players linked away, of course, Luis Suarez, a player that Liverpool mm. will know well. I mean, it, it looks like he might well be on his way to Juventus. I mean, again, just as a, a final quick point just on him as I think of it off the top of my head now. I mean, how do you reflect on on his time at Barcelona? Because he was a, an unbelievable player for Liverpool as well. Uh, despite his you know recent decline, he is a Barcelona legend. He is. It just... He's probably the, the best number nine that Barcelona has had, you know, ever. So I, I really value him. I, I rate him highly. Of course, these couple, last couple of years have been really rough on Suarez. He's getting older. He's getting slower. Kind of losing his touch a bit. I mean, the the uh, the lethality, the, that killer instinct is still there. And he can still score goals. It's just that he's not as mobile. He's not as quick as he used to be. And that, you know, it shows. It shows on the pitch, unfortunately. Uh, you know, age has caught up with him to a certain extent. But I will always, you know, value him. I see him as a, as a great Barcelona player, as a legend, really. Uh, so I wish him all the best. And it looks like he will move on this summer, yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you very much for, for your insights. I'm sure Liverpool fans are getting very excited about Thiago. Mm-hmm. So thank you for, for coming on and talking to us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure for me to be here again. No problem at all. At the time of recording, of course, Thiago is not officially a Liverpool player yet, but it does seem that that's not too far away. He'd become just the third player to play for Liverpool, Bayern Munich and Barcelona after, of course, Pepe Reina and Felipe Coutinho. If he hasn't yet become a Liverpool player, it's time to get excited anyway. Thiago Alcantara in that new Nike Liverpool shirt is a sight that Liverpool fans better get used to. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.